0: Sunday. I love it. I love it. Um, You know, I I have to share you a little bit of my story. You might have heard me speak before. Uh, I'm a father of three wonderful kids, husband to one wonderful wife. And and, uh, I'm part of this church already for around 12 years. Uh, But my life with Jesus started when I was seven. And I was in a youth uh, scouts group. And I said yes to Jesus back then. And I'm so happy that I did it. But, you know, the rest of my life, what happened is um, I st- started growing up, started going to church, started uh, being in high school. And I started being more and more frustrated with my life. Not because my circumstances were bad, but with my Life, because I couldn't live the way I wanted to live as a Christian. Who knows that feeling? Nobody. uh, Thank you. Thank you. Um, Because it is, it's hard. And I was frustrated. And I wanted to become a leader in that youth um, scouts group. Uh, But many people wouldn't see me as a leader because I was known as the one guy who would just not be on time. As the one guy who would put himself into the center of the attention, but not in a good way. I was the one guy that was not really responsible, that was not really constructive, that was not really positive. And I actually didn't like myself doing that. And um, so they were not sure, should they take me as a lead or not, or whatever, so... The last camp I could join as a participant, I said, I'm not going to go. Because if I go, I will behave so badly, they might rethink their decision to put me in as a leader. And I better go somewhere where nobody knows me. I have no uh, reputation to ruin (laughs) me, you know. And it it was real. It sounds funny now, but it, it was real. The struggle was real. And so I went to that other camp. Nobody knew me. And I heard about the Holy Spirit in a way that I didn't hear about it before. And I remember I would go to the cross. I would go to the front of the stage. And I would just go up to the leader and say, I need that. What he spoke about, what he preached about. I need that Holy Spirit in my life. And when he prayed for me, and um, I'm going to tell you later what happened. But the crazy thing is, afterwards, I really saw God transforming my life, transforming my, uh, my character, helping me to be a leader, helping me to be constructive, helping me to be positive. And that all happened because of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is really so important for us. And you might think, okay, I heard that, I heard that, I heard that. I'm going to tell you why. Because... If you're not living with the Holy Spirit and you still want to follow God, it's frustrating. If you don't want to follow God and not living with the Holy Spirit, it's no problem. It's no problem. But if you do want to follow God, you actually do want to do the right thing. You actually do want to be a help and a blessing in this world, but you're not living daily with the Holy Spirit, it's frustrating because there's no power, but the will. There's no fruit but vision. You know, actually the life as a Christian was never meant to be without the Holy Spirit. God has not called us to walk with him without his helper. It is him who does the wonderful work in our life. It's him who brings heaven to earth, who shows a little bit of a... Uh, like I taste how heaven will be it's him who gives us amazing fruits that helps to grow in our lives, transform us from the inside out and help us to live a powerful life. I have an illustration here for you. you might see it just see like first he does some stuff in you and I want to focus today about that what he, the fruit of the spirit what He does in us all right are you, are you ready? okay if you have a, the Bible with me uh, with you um turn to Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 and just a quick um, introduction so Paul writes to the Christians okay it's like to the Christians and he first explains you know you're free uh, and you're free from all those regulations and you've been been called free and but you now can still live according to your old selfish nature or according to the spirit so you have the choice and then it says, but the fruit of the Spirit, so if you're being led by the Holy Spirit instead of the old selfish nature, is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. I love it how it says, like, it's very practical. Like, I thought like it might say, the fruit of the Spirit is a lot more reading the Bible, a lot more praying. No, it says love, gentleness, self-control, patience, generosity, like so many things that actually define our relationship with other humans. So the Holy Spirit is important if you want to have a good relationship with other people. And who knows that we are called to love God first and then ourselves you know, others as ourselves. So this is an amazing verse. And you might hear and think like, all right, Dan, but I actually, I don't feel like that. I, I have not, I don't really see that. I feel like judged. But let me give you an illustration, all right? So when you go to the restaurant, um, you know, you have fork knives and you know like there's going to be stardust, there's going to be main. And if there is a spoon, you know there's gonna be dessert. Uh, is that spoon a reward for eating well? No, it's it's just gonna come. Dessert is gonna come. If you're not gonna leave the table, you will receive dessert. You know this is like this Holy Spirit. This is like it's not like where God wants to judge us with like that list. It's what he wants to remind us what he's going to do. If we're going to stay on that table, if we're going to stay connected with the Holy Spirit, this spoon is a remi- re- like reminding, Hey, reminds us this is what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our life. So I hope this makes you excited instead of like feeling bad. Because it, when I ha- see this, I'm not feeling bad. Oh, I don't have a dessert yet. I'm like, dessert is coming. <laughs> you get this? Dessert is coming. You might realize, I need more patience. Stay on the table. Stay with the Holy Spirit. Let me, let me look at three points because, this, so this sounds all great, but why do we all still, still see so many people, grumpy, so many Christians, even after many years with him, grumpy, not generous, selfish. They're not known for their love. They're not known for their kindness. They're not known. They're more known for always feeling judged. They're more known for the, 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 the narrow-minded guys. Why? So we want to quickly look, dig deeper into that question. How can we see those fruit of the Spirit grow in our life? So let me go. You have three points. Patriot, she's also, she's in, in America with Nicoline, They're awesome. And she's going to share one point with us through video. But first point is... It's important that we are hungry for the Holy Spirit, that we long for the Holy Spirit. You know, back then when I was in that youth camp, I was there and I was like, oh, I need him. I was so glad that I wasn't just, you know, distracted with all the, the, the theology discussions like, oh, when can you have it? Do you already have it? They're like, oh, you feel or you're not feel. I just knew I need him. You might also sit here and you realize you need him. And I, if you don't, I want to tell you, you do need him. Are you hungry for the Holy Spirit? You know the first Christians. So they were like Jesus said, before you go and start your ministry, make sure to wait to receive power from on high. And then they were waiting in Jerusalem, prayed, and then we see all of a sudden, then were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. So they had this first initial feeling by the Holy Spirit. Hungry, waiting on him. But what happened a couple of words later? The same people experienced the first trouble. The first like, you know, people getting going against him, being afraid, meeting again, praying, hungry for God. And we read after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. The same people were again filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, who knows that you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit daily. It's not a one-time thing. I still need him more, like at the same as I did in the beginning. I might have had that initial experience back at that camp, where I went to the front and said, "Pray for me." But actually, I still need him today. I need to be filled with his wisdom, with his patience, with his love. Otherwise, I couldn't do the job I do. Otherwise, it couldn't be the husband I am. Otherwise, it couldn't be the father I am. Otherwise, it couldn't be the college leader I am. Otherwise, it couldn't be a joyful uh, staff at church. I tell you, it would be frustrating. But who knows that actually it's not just for me. Same for you. We need the Holy Spirit. And I'm wondering, are you guys hungry for the Holy Spirit? I'm wondering. Yes. Are you hungry for the Holy Spirit? Because I believe we can be hungry every day for his presence. For his friendship. My wife said, you know, the dangerous place is when you start to neglect that friendship and you feel like you don't need it as much anymore. Let me look at point two. Point two is we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. I know these are very practical things, but often the practical things in life are the difficult ones, who knows that? So when we are filled by the Holy Spirit, Like in the Bible says, you know, don't be filled by Spirit, you know, the alcohol, but filled by the Holy Spirit. It's an ongoing thing. When you're filled by Him, He starts to talk into you. He starts to work in you. And then you have the decision if you want to follow Him or not. If you want to follow those promptings or not. So let me dig into those scriptures in Galatians. So here it says, you know, so since you live by the Spirit, let the Spirit lead you in each step, then you will not please your sinful old self. You can still please your old selfish self, even having the Holy Spirit. We need to be led by Him. It says, if the Spirit is the source of your life, we must also allow the Spirit to direct every aspect of our life. I'm wondering, are you still in charge of your life? Or is the Holy Spirit leading your life i love the english sentence like if he's not the lord of all he's not the lord at all and i know it's a bit like god oh, it's a bit easier, but actually it is that he wants to like in dancing you know somebody needs to direct the dancing i'm not the real how do i start a waltz? like you're like like this and then like he needs to direct you and show the rhythm and say where you want to go because he is the good dancer he is the one who leads you well and i want to share with you how that i do that very practical so because it starts like with like maybe you have a fight with a friend maybe sometimes when i have a fight with my wife and i'm just angry and i'm just frustrated and all i want to do is like tell somebody or tell her how much what she did wrong but the Holy Spirit then starts to talk to me and says say sorry for what you have said and then I have the choice do I want to do that or not and then I went to her and I said I'm sorry for what I did suddenly the fruit of the Spirit is growing patience love kindness then I start to seeing somebody and having bad thought about a person and the Holy Spirit says you know what don't think like that Don't you see the person is going through a difficult time? That's why the person is reacting like that. And then I have the choice. Do I want to listen to that? Or do I want to keep in my feelings? Or do I want to start to pray for that person? If I start praying for that person, the fruit of kindness is growing. Self-control is growing. Then I have like a moment where somebody's hurting me. And in me, like a lot of feelings come up. But the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, don't fight for yourself. Let me fight for you. Pray for that person. I have the choice. Do you want to be led by him if I'm being led by him? The fruits of the Spirit. Because he will always lead you into kindness. Always lead you into forgiveness. Always lead you into generosity. Always lead you into self-control. Always will lead you into love. He will lead you into kindness. He's not going to say like, oh, you want to be led by me and you want to stay in unforgiveness. Easy. You have to ch- it's not easy, but it's good. <laughs> but I, let, let me, let's have a look at the third point. How we can see the fruit of the Spirit grow in our life. And the third point, page here is bringing that on the screen.
1: Hey everybody, I am so excited to be bringing you point three of our sermon today, and that is letting the old go. Galatians 5 verse 1 says, it is for freedom that Christ set us free. Jesus is determined that we live in true freedom, but freedom from what? Freedom from that bad fruit that's talked about in Galatians 5 verse 20, such as sexual immorality, idolatry, hatred, drunkenness, jealousy, just to name a few. But we need to be ready in our hearts and in our minds to let the old go. And like Dan said already, Jesus gives us the Holy Spirit to show us how to have good fruit. The scripture goes on to say, don't then submit again to a yoke of slavery. And now you may think, I'm not a slave, I'm a free person, I live in a free country. But when we are tempted to sin, we are always at risk of being enslaved by those sins. And the Holy Spirit makes us aware of that. Maybe you think, I'm not enslaved by those things. I'm just not legalistic. It's okay if I get drunk every now and then, no big deal. And the world tells us that true freedom is doing whatever we want, whenever we want. But God tells us that true freedom Is saying yes to the things that are best for us and no to the things that will harm us see we're made first and foremost in God's image to be in perfect relationship with him and as we perform these acts it brings us away from him so the Holy Spirit gives us direction and power to go on the path that brings us into our best life he'll show us what step to take And he'll show us how to take the step and give us the power to take the step. So what does taking the step really mean? It's simply giving into that conviction we feel in our hearts, letting us ourselves be led by it as the Holy Spirit speaks to us to leave the old behind and step into true freedom. When the Holy Spirit convicts you about sinful behavior, it is only because he wants you to live in freedom. And my life before I became a Christian and after I gave my life to Christ looked much more like that list of sinful behaviors than the fruits of the Spirit that follow. I am not excited to say that shortly after giving my life to Jesus, I showed up to church extremely hungover and it was the first time I really felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, you are never going to come into my church like this again. And now God speaks to us all in very different ways, but I needed the clarity and I knew that that conviction was from God because it was just covered in his love. He wanted what a better life for me, what was best for me, and I knew it. So I never showed up to church like that again. But did I give up drinking right away? No. He wanted me to give up drinking. He convicted me on my drinking so that I could live in sobriety. And a few years after that, I went to Bible college, and I was known there as the angry girl. And I've mostly been known as the angry girl my whole life. But the Holy Spirit gave me step after step to go away from that, to let go of the anger that held me enslaved, because the Holy Spirit wanted me to live with the freedom that comes with joy and now I'm perfect and the spirit doesn't tell me anything anymore. No, of course not, but it's different. He's not talking to me about drunkenness and bad relationships and lying. Now he's teaching me how to take responsibility. He's teaching me how to love others better, how to be a leader and all of those things that we are offered as fruits of the Spirit, how to move better in those areas. And now in the last five years, my life has finally stopped looking like that list of sinful behaviors and is much closer to looking like the fruits of the Spirit. So what step is the Holy Spirit encouraging you to take today? What convictions do you feel? Are you aware that this is an amazing blessing that we have to have direction and power from the Holy Spirit to take those steps towards freedom? Are we gonna live in our excuses of saying, this is just how I am, it is what it is, or I'm, I'm afraid, I'm not ready, or it's too hard? Or are we going to abandon our excuses? and grab onto the gift that is true and perfect freedom in the Holy Spirit. Because when the Holy Spirit convicts you, it is only because He wants you to live in freedom. And we have to know and trust that God only tells us to do what is actually best for us. And if we can trust that He is a loving Father who is guiding us toward our best life, it'll make taking these steps and accepting His strength so much
0: easier. And it make the Holy Spirit is a wonderful father and um, I believe he wants to today bring greater freedom into your life are you letting him We want to be really practical now and when I just look when I I was I'm reading at the moment like history books of mighty men of God and there was John Wesley you know Great man of oh God. Many years he didn't see any fruit in his ministry because he didn't realize the power of the Holy Spirit. Once he did, everything changed. Are you are you are you ready? Because this can can happen today. And you know, you might already walk with the Holy Spirit, let it be filled with him. But today can be again a new day. Today is like a new day. Where he wants to do something in you. He wants to bring greater freedom. Are you ready to let that old go? Uh, like those lists, yes, I accept them. And even though I might not look like that at the, at the moment, I know there's a spoon waiting and I grab it on. And I'm not living in excuses. Thank God I will be more generous one day. <laughs> Every day a little bit more. I will be more kind, I will be more self, have greater self-control because I walk with the Holy Spirit. Why don't we take now a moment and you have under your seats, you have um, communion cups, (laughs) amazing ones. In in the loft, you have them as well. If you're at home watching right now, go and grab some because we wanna take communion together. And you know why? Because Communion is like a wonderful sign that we are being made new, just, righteous in the eyes of God, holy. And the Holy Spirit, He can fill us because we are righteous. God Himself, He wants to take, make Himself home in your heart. And when we take communion, it is a a symbol of that. Because we want to take that first to make sure everybody's like realizing we are all we all at the same on the same steps. We all at the same place. Because we all need forgiveness. And Jesus died for us. And if you accept that, what Jesus has done on the cross, let's take communion. So, let's start with the bread. We take the bread in remembrance of what Jesus has done on the cross for us. He has broken His body on the cross for us. So that where our bodies are broken, can be healed he has broken his body that one day we can have a new body he has died on the cross took all the pain on him so that we can be free of pain and experience something new let's eat that in memory of that you are in the loft like we take the cup in remembrance of Jesus shedding his blood on the cross dying so that we could be cleaned so that we could be totally holy in the Old Testament this was always blood had to be spilled forgiveness of sin and Jesus he was the ultimate lamb the ultimate price that was that He spilled his blood for our sins so when we when we when we when we drink that we remind ourselves that he has paid the highest price that we can really be free and be righteous doesn't mean we don't sin but that doesn't mean because We read about it, but it means that we are still holy and the Holy Spirit can really take a home in our life. Because back in the old days, he was living in a temple and sometimes he would fall on certain people. But in the new days, in the new covenant, the Holy Spirit comes there where his people open up for Jesus, their life for Jesus. And believe that he died on the cross for their sins. So let's read, drink that like that. Thank you. that you have died on the cross for us for our sins thank you that you've forgiven us thank you that we live under new covenant a new law thank you that you come and take now home in our heart through your spirit so thank you Holy Spirit that you're living in us and with that assurance I want to just invite you if you're brand new to faith or have been walking with Jesus for many many years let's stretch our hearts and our hands out to say Holy Spirit we need you new we need you in the Bible it was it always started with an honest prayer a longing sometimes it was accompanied with repentance because suddenly the love of God is falling on you and you're realizing the sins, and then but then you can tell yourself, Thanks God that you've forgiven us. And where there is great sin, there is great grace. Where there's true rep- repentance, the grace of God is developing all its strength. So maybe right now, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you move through all the, the roles and come right now as we. We long for you. Tell him. Tell him that you need him. Tell him that you want him. Ask him to come and direct your life. Use your words. He he hears your heart. Make it your own personal prayer. I don't want to not pray for you because it is important that it comes from your heart. Tell him what's on your heart. He will respond to your hunger. Spirit, we need your wisdom. We can't do that life with you without you. I need you so much.